What? What is this? Oh, you're gonna enjoy this. I don't think I am. Oh, can you just wait? Ready? Ready? Oh my God! Guys, I'm sorry. I have to open up the show like this because my Aggies went in and beat the number seven ranked team LSU in the longest <laughs> college football game. Tied for the longest. Most points in a college football game. We went and beat those Tigers. And I just have to have to get that out there. Guys, welcome to the next show. The latest and greatest episode of The Couch Coaches. Welcome back. Um, I'm here as always. I'm your host, Lacey, with my hosts, Drew, Rachel. What's going on tonight, guys? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's up? Wow, that is just... Straight Kisses. rude. First you're hating on my Aggies, and then... <laughs> I'm just full of hate tonight. Right? I, I feel like that has to do with the fact that your team didn't look so hot. All right, all right, so all right, all right. That, That's right? enough. That's enough. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Enough of that shit. All right, but you guys doing all right tonight, huh? Yeah, no you doubt. feeling it? Oh, super jazzed, as always. All right, well, after that college game, I, I'm nothing but jazzed, not to mention my, my pro team won. So, mm. I mean, it was a good Thanksgiving. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. We had a lot of running around, uh, for sure, dragging the little ones everywhere, but it was great. Yeah, yeah. Food the best part? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Dessert. glad you just had a good one. I had a good one with my family. Shout out to my little cousins. Um, but, you know... I think Rachel ate an entire pumpkin roll by herself. I've never had pumpkin roll. It's so good. Yeah? Yeah. We have what, more downstairs. <laughs> what, what, what is it even? It's just uh, cream cheese and pumpkin. Like the breading, but oh, okay, it's like, okay, it's okay, like yeah, yeah. moist. But moist. Oh, moist. <laughs> so, um, no, all right, maybe, you know, whenever I need some moistness, I'll go for some pumpkin roll. But, um, but no, you know, it's Monday night when we're recording this. You know, all the games are over. So we're going to do some reviews of games. Um, which ones that we really either liked, had a problem with, there was a storyline too, because I know we got a couple good ones that we're going to want to touch on, Drew. Um, we're going to give out some game balls for players Ooh. we think really stood out, game balls. whether offense, defense, someone we really like. We're going to get to the news first, though, and I know Drew wants to brag about his fantasy advice <coughs> a little well, bit. Well, well, hey, listen, you know, what can I say? When you're right, you're right. You know what I mean? All right, you know, so... You know what, you just want to do it now? You just want to get Yeah, it I'm getting way. over with right now. So just, everybody stop talking. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, so if you want... about you, Drew. God. It... Wow. Uh, that was like <laughs> someone said it. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. Jeez. I'm going to need more beer if we keep that up. So, at any rate, uh, so listen, hey, by the way, if you're a player and, and you uh, somehow find a lot of your life that you want to just destroy and never get back and listen to our podcast because you've got nothing better to do as an NFL star, uh, and, and you actually redeem, you want to redeem your game ball, you just get on the show, we'll mail you one, it's really cool. Um, I was going to say, I feel like there's very few things that people could be doing better than listening to our show, but I mean, I guess playing in the NFL is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 the one exception, right? I guess. Few exceptions. <laughs> All right, awesome. So listen, I'm going to get started really quick with... Uh, Going over some uh, some fantasy news here. So as you all know, listen to last week's episode, uh, I picked three position groups, right? Running back, quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. Um, went through my picks, three starters uh, that you must start uh, from each category, one sleeper in each category. And uh, I kind of got started off and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to rock and roll here. So <clears throat> I'm going to start with tight end because I started tight end before. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hit my tight ends and see what happens. So... 
I had one wrong prediction, and this is why this is why I'm starting tight ends, is because I had one wrong prediction. Okay, I had George Kittle really blowing it up versus Tampa Bay, and he didn't. He actually did not meet his fantasy projections. So those of you that started him, uh, big apology there. Uh, I did you wrong. I did you dirty. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I, I was looking forward to George Kittle. I had him on my fantasy team going. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I did too, and uh, it wasn't good. So, any rate, uh, Jordan Reed, listen, he went over projection against Dallas. Obviously, not enough to win him the game, uh, but Jordan Reed had a pretty good showing. Not quite as good as I thought, but he still over projected what he was pre- projected to do there in, in fantasy. Uh, also, Chris Herndon almost doubled his projection versus New England. Uh, that's uh, the New York Jets tight end. And uh, obviously, not enough to win him a game, of course. But really overprojected. I mean, he really, really crushed it. So if you started him, you're welcome. And uh, uh, trust me, before this weekend, I'll, I'll probably have some more for you. So uh, so stay tuned, listen in. But um, I'm going to jump up to running back. So uh, we're going to start with we're going to start with Nick Chubb versus Cincinnati. Yeah, man. Um... He went off versus Cincinnati. He went off versus Cincinnati. That he, is correct. He did have a good game. I started him, and he actually paid dividends compared to Kittle. Yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, seriously, Nick Chubb just blew up. I mean, he over-doubled his fantasy projection. And at running back, that's really, really hard to do. Um, but, you know, I, I know in the Dynasty League I'm in, I think he scored like 42 points. I mean, just incredible, out-of-control numbers coming from Nick Chubb. Uh, and second up, of course, my projection there, uh, Aaron Jones. If he only was, it was good enough to win them the game. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I love it. Don't even look at me for help because I'm loving the fact that she's <laughs> picking on your, your fucking Packers. Uh, okay. any rate, uh, yeah, so um, it wasn't good enough to win them the game. You're right. We'll get to that later. I'm always um, right. That's not true. So uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, you know, versus the Vikings, he had a good game. Uh, went a little bit over projection, nothing crazy, but it was a good start anyway. Uh, and then my man, obviously, Tariq Cohen, uh, you know, versus uh, versus Detroit, uh, had a tremendous game. Not the game I kind of thought he was, but he was really – he was really there in both phases of football, you know what I mean, when, from uh, from passing downs and, and from a rushing perspective. So so he contributed pretty good. Um, jumping wide, right into wide receiver really quick, Tyler Lockett crushed it. Had a good game. Oh, my yeah. God. Dude destroyed it. That was fantastic. Calvin Ridley also destroyed it. Had a great game versus the Saints. Uh, and then my man, my sleeper, Adam Humphreys, there in Tampa playing the 49ers. Really went bananas. Uh, got anybody that started him a ton of fantasy points. Again, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, keep tuning in and we'll get it. Now, to the meat and potatoes, right? The re- the thing all you guys are waiting for, okay, that quarterback position. I Obviously, we were doing kickers. What? You said what? meat and potatoes. Oh, you guys listen to kickers? Meat all right, cool. So some kickers. That- no, I'm not wasting anybody's time. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. So uh, some quarterbacks, right? I talked about Russell Wilson. Woo-hoo-hoo! My guy. My guy, coming Dangerous. in in the clutch and winning them that football game. I mean, what a great game if you had a chance to watch it. Tremendous game. Uh, listen, Carolina Carolina played incredible football. I mean, you almost couldn't play that game better if Carolina, you know, to come out and lose. But at any rate, Russell Wilson went off uh, and, and really crushed it. It was hard just trying to pick a winner for that game, let alone imagining playing it. Oh, like. seriously. No doubt. No doubt. But Dangerous, you know, really pulled it out. But he pulled it out because, and I know I talked last episode about uh, – you know, if they were going to see success down the stretch, they had to get Tyler Lockett involved, and they did in a big way. And, and that obviously, you know, it helped them dramatically in that game. Absolutely. It also helps, though, that they have actually been able to establish some kind of running game throughout the season, and it's only gotten better, and give them that consistency to be able to do other things in the game. Absolutely. I agree with you. It keeps the defense honest. You Chris know what Carson. So, Chris Carson, my man. Actually, I played a guy in Dynasty this uh, week that had Chris Carson on his team. He did pretty good. 
Um, didn't win though. That fantasy team did not win. Mine did. Absolutely correct. So, any rate, uh, you know, my number two starter uh, was was my man, Lucky Duck, Andrew Luck. Ooh, oh my God, here we go. So, uh, so Andrew Luck, <laughs> listen, went off, went off versus Miami. I mean, listen, he threw two picks, right? He threw two picks. But here's what's a, here's a crazy stat, okay? And I know we talk about Andrew Luck being being elite. Okay? I'm gonna give you a time limit on how many times you can talk about him. Okay, fair enough. So, wait, uh, wait, wait, like an episode. Every single episode, you guys, okay. you guys, right, both not, of you have gonna, a time limit. Okay, on him. I'm not gonna exceed it right now. <laughs> so, listen, here's the thing: Andrew Luck's passer rating over the last five games. 129.6. The best among any active quarterback over the past five games. Insane. Again, when you look at that team Ooh. and the roster that it has. I mean, seriously. They've got nobody. They've got nobody. They've actually had nobody. They've actually added pieces. Oh, you can argue their, their top the rookies, five, you know four I mean? players are rookies. Yeah, you know what Two I mean? Two of they're their rookies. top four. Um, so, I mean, they're adding pieces. They just They're pointing in the right direction. Agreed. Uh, listen, I agree with you hundred percent. But it just, again, it just goes to show you just can't you can't forget about the magic and the talent that well, is. I mean, inside we talk about that, that with injured players coming back all the time. Like it's actually one of the biggest things that bothered me about certain fans. Um, but with Andrew, like, you not on top, not only that, but you got to remember that this is his first year back, and he's just slowly getting better as the whole season goes on. And you can see the progression from the beginning of the season till now. Imagine what he's going to be like in a full off season. And going into next year. Crazy. You know, if they continue to draft and add pieces around him like they did this year going forward, this is going to, the AFC South is going to be crazy the next couple of years. Agreed. 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 Uh, for sure. And then my final pick, you know, Lamar Jackson. Uh, he did well. Uh, he definitely did over projection. He didn't go bananas, but uh, but but he, he did enough to win him the game. I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, I don't know watching Lamar Jackson play. I don't know if they can keep it up with them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it's sustainable. See, I'm only going to say it now because we're not going to really make time for it later in the episode to talk about it, so I'm just going to say it now. There's nothing against Lamar Jackson. He's a rookie QB. He's only going to get better. I'm not trashing him or this offense or this team. The thing is, he's going to give you okay fantasy numbers because of the fact that teams aren't used to that style of play at quarterback, and he runs the ball majorly. Okay. No, no doubt. So no he's going to get you those points because teams don't really defend against it well right now because there's no one else like that, and they haven't played him that much. So he's going to get you the points right now, but he, he's going to have to improve the rest of his game if you want going forward from a non-fantasy perspective for him to be a legit quarterback. Yeah, listen, I agree. Uh, and, and listen, they're in, they're in a tough division right now. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, you've got Cleveland that if they start playing, I mean, we've all said that Cleveland arguably is the best paper team in the entire division. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it, if they start playing well, now obviously Hugh Jackson's gone, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but uh, if they continue to play well, Baltimore can find themselves in some trouble, right? I mean, well, Pittsburgh, always a contender, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Pittsburgh is always a contender. For some reason, they have all this talent. They always don't live up to it. Hopefully this year will be different. Um, Cincinnati was in the uh, was in the competition. We talked about it last week when we were doing the dead or alive if teams are still alive or not. We said that they were, but now that Andy Dalton is out for the year, which was one of our things we wanted to cover on the news, he's been, he was placed on IR. Not only is he done for the year, but then I, I, I'm already saying this team's done for the year. Sure. They could maybe win a couple more games, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, Cleveland, like you said, could be the best paper team in that division. I'm excited to see them go forward. They now have more wins this year 
than they did in the entire tenure of Hugh Jackson. So, I Crazy. mean, seriously, I mean, not to mention, I mean, he's been a part of. He's so been, been a part since of we're already so. on this. I'm just going to jump right into it. What did you take, good or bad, in the disrespect that the Cleveland Browns put on their former coach Hugh Jackson when they played him this week in Cincinnati? You know, I, I want to say the first thing I want to say is uh, Demarius Randall when he Hilarious. caught when he caught that interception. He walked out of bounds, and Hugh Jackson was literally right in his face. So he hands him the football. Like, first of all, that could not have been choreographed better. Like, it was just perfect how he walked out of bounds. Hugh Jackson was right there. And listen, you know, I, I almost feel bad a little bit. Listen, I know you go, you leave Cleveland, you go to a division rival right away, right? And listen, that's that's Johnny Manziel's take. When they talk to Manziel about it, you know, he's like, listen, you know, you leave us and then you go right away to a team that we play twice a year. Baker? That feels, who did I say? Johnny Manziel. Holy fuck, wow. <laughs> uh, money, money. No, uh, yeah, yeah, Baker Mayfield. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, uh, that's what uh, that's what Mayfield said after the you know after his press conference. He's like, listen, you know, you leave us, you go to a team we play twice a year, and uh, you know, it kind of stings a little bit. And that's just my take on it. I think that one of two things. Number one, I think it attests to the competitiveness of Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, he is just like the guy is hyper competitive, right? Obviously, right? He hates people to count him out. He hates that he's very disrespected by that move, which shows his investment in the Cleveland Browns as an organization. He's which, disrespectful. Which you want to see to things he feels like disrespect to him. Yeah, right. And you want to see that from your quarterback. You want to see them play with a chip. And that was great. Um, but honestly, I think Hugh Jackson is a really good guy. Like, I, I, he was obviously a terrible head coach, right? No, no doubt. I mean, we've talked about that countless episodes. Um, but I don't think he deserved the level of disrespect that Cleveland gave him, personally, in my opinion. That That's just where I stand. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole thing as a whole is... I, I liked the Randall thing. I thought it was funny. I didn't think there was like really too much disrespect there. Jackson Agreed. seemed to get a kick out of it. Um, as for the rest of it, like if you've seen Hugh Jackson trying to find Baker Mayfield after the game and go to give him a hug, and Mayfield just shook his hand and kind of gave him that distance, and then Hugh Jackson went for like the awkward like head rub since he couldn't get yeah, a hug and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like, oh, like, nice I'm head. Like, uh, like, I nice don't know. Head, that's, kind, that's kind of indifferent because... Don't get me wrong. Hugh Jackson's a really nice guy. But as a coach, we both said we're not fans. Um, so, I mean, not judging strictly off of his coaching potential, I don't have a problem with it. But he is a nice guy. Um, and then he came out and, like you said, said the fact that he moved on that quickly to the Cincinnati Bengals D.C. spot. And they play him twice a year. He was just there in Cleveland trying to talk them up. And he, Mayfield called him fake. And that was disrespectful. Honestly, so, I mean that was disrespectful. I feel like sure. Baker took it a bit much. Like sure, we both said we like the fire and like we like the attitude. We like the change of culture he's brought to that offense and to that team. Um, but there, I don't want to say there's a line, but dude, ring it back a little bit. You know, he didn't hurt you. He didn't disrespect you. You might not like what he did, but he didn't go after you, so you don't need to go after him so much. You know what I mean? You know, I think it's just typical Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? I think it's just what we've come to expect a little bit. And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, but, but, you know, it, it just is what it is at this point. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, you know, let's move on. And then just the like only, you did. And then the only team we didn't talk about in the division, like, you, like how you started it off, was the Ravens. So with Cincinnati, Cleveland, you know, Baltimore might make the playoffs this year, might as a wild card. I think Pittsburgh will win the division. Oh, of course, yeah. Cleveland looks really good. They could be like that upset or that ruins other teams' chances, but they're not going to make it this year. But going ahead, 
they got to figure out that quarterback position, whether, you know, Flacco, Jackson, if Jackson's going to split time with someone else, whatever. Going forward, if they're going to want to compete with these other teams who are going to stay as good or get better. So, yeah, Yeah, Ravens have enough help. I think if you're the Ravens, right, I think you've got to just put Joe Flacco to bed like a a dead horse to pasture. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, you pay him a lot of money. Imagine what you could do with that freed up cap space, right? I mean, you could build some offensive line talent. Uh, you know, you, you you could build some solid running game talent. You know what I mean? You can get him some wide receivers on the outside. You know, you can really get him some weapons. You can argue the best receiver on that team is Michael Crabtree, who's like 97 years old. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying that like you can really reinvest that money strong. We're talking about a team too. Keep in mind, right? That for seasons and seasons upon a time had a top 10 defense, especially a run defense. That's not the Baltimore Ravens right now. You know what I mean? So they still not, have a decent defense. It's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. They still have a decent defense. Listen, Terrell Suggs still out there playing. You know what I mean? One of the more dominant defenders. But when you look at it as a whole, I don't know that in that division right now, you've got Pittsburgh who's got to start rebuilding a quarterback. They've got to at least start thinking about it, right? They've got to start thinking about it. You've got Big Ben who's starting to retire every year, every other year, right? Well, they drafted Mason this past offseason. Right, Rudolph, yeah. yeah. Um, to try and be that and the whole news with Big Ben just like being a dick towards him. Right. So maybe maybe that's their future. Maybe they're grooming him. They'll see what they got. If not, yeah, you still got to look forward to it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, right, you've got that. You've got a couple young players there, right? Antonio Brown's still young. James Conner, still young. Juju Smith-Schuster, still young. You've got some young pieces in the secondary. You've got some young pieces on the, on the defensive side of the ball. I think that if you're... Baltimore, you've got to start that now. You've got to start the rebuilding process before they get rid of Ben and really try and get ahead of that curve and you got to let Flacco go. Just my opinion, right? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Cincinnati is going to do it under a new regime. They're going to do it. Okay, Marvin Lewis is not going to be in Cincinnati next year. I guarantee it. Uh, maybe not guarantee, but I'm very confident he's not going to be there. So you've got to start rebuilding that team. Hey, you never know. Maybe Hugh Jackson will be the coach there next I, year. I heard that was a report on on Daily Shark. I was looking at that, and I was like, get out of here, man. Like, no way. Um, no, I, I feel like Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both trending up. As long as Pittsburgh can take care of their quarterback position, whether it's Big Ben or someone else next year, um, Cleveland needs to keep adding pieces. But they're both trending up. I feel like Cincinnati and Baltimore are just kind of like flatline. They're not trending down, but every time there's a bad change, they just kind of neutralize it with good change. We have to see who's going to be coaching in Cleveland next year, but it, it's an interesting it's an interesting division. Um, go, all right, so since we already talked about the Andy Dalton and I are part of the division and Hugh Jackson disrespect, um, just the other two things I want to touch on with the news that's been happening is Fournette has a one game suspension because of the fight that he got in with Shaq Lawson in the Bills game, um, which is hilarious because I I don't know how Jacksonville is losing with all this talent on their team, but now they're not going to have Fournette next week so that's gonna hurt my fantasy in one of those weeks um and then on top of that blake bortles was benched blake bortles thank god it is thank god but we we were talking about this last season how he should not he's the only position you really need to upgrade if you want a really fighting spot with these playoffs and they rolled with him gave him an extension and they just gave him an extension now they benched him here's what i don't understand like what i don't get what it just makes no sense to me none how do you go and release your two best wide receivers okay if you're jacksonville you but you extend blake bortles who couldn't do anything with your two best wide receivers and that's why you fucking got rid of them 
And then you extend Blake Bortles. You had last year, in my opinion, the number one pass defense in the league. They were strong. They were sharp. They were young. You know, it was a very adaptive team. Uh, you've got good coaching. And then you resign Blake. Why do you not go get Kirk Cousins? When Kirk Cousins won the trading block, I'm telling you, and, and listen, we've been saying this for forever, and we were saying it last year too, or coming into the season. If they have Kirk Cousins, and I don't think Kirk Cousins is the quarterback that he was paid to be, by the way, and we, I think we both agree on that. But if you have Kirk Cousins in Jacksonville, here's what you have. You have a better defense than you have in Minnesota. You've got a better running game than you have in Minnesota, and you have a better offensive line than you have in Minnesota. Talk about a recipe for a championship, ladies and gentlemen. That's it right there. You know you're handicapped to your team if you're a Jacksonville, Jagu- uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fan? Two, one, the coaching staff for believing in Blake Bortles. Two, Blake Bortles for existing as the quarterback of your football team. Now, I don't know if they're going to do it, but what I find to be a very quick fix for that team is if the defense can rebound with all the talent on there going into next year, what they should do is go out, sign Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, have Leonard mm. Fournette in the run game, Teddy... Teddy can control the game in the passing attack, or there's even games where he can take it over if the running game's not doing it. You have adequate receivers. Add a little bit not into bad. the draft or the free agency, whatever. You know what I mean? Protect Teddy. Let him manage the game. Let Fournette take over the game, be a run-first team, and then let your defense get rest and play back up to their skill level to control games and win you games. Um if they do that, I feel like they will be competing for the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship next year like I thought they would wow, be this year. Super Bowl. You know, here's another name I'm going to put, in the, put into the, the mix. I love Teddy there. I love Teddy there. I really, really do. But I think a name that might make more sense to free up some cap space because he's costing them some money, Tyrod Taylor Ooh, out of Cleveland. Okay, yeah, I could see that. They go with Baker as the starter next year. Well, Tyrod yeah, gets tra- Obviously. Right? Tyrod gets traded to Jacksonville. Open quarterback competition next year, which Tyrod Taylor obviously wins because he's that he's that same Alex Smith guy. He's not going to lose you a football game. He's not wildly reckless. You know what you gain immediately right out of the gate? You gain the read option with one of the best running backs in football. You gain the read option behind a tremendous offensive line. And he doesn't need tremendous receiver talent. Because remember, Tyrod Taylor has never had tremendous receiver talent. Never. Okay? He just hasn't had it. So now you give him tremendous receiver talent, uh, or you, you don't even need to give Tyrod Taylor, like I just said, sorry. You don't need to give him tremendous receiver talent. Give him a solid running back like he showed you in Buffalo, right? He had a good running back in Shady McCoy. And guess what? Last I checked, he brought the Bills to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor. I like Teddy a little bit more. What about Joe Flacco? Oh, wait okay. a minute. Hold on. So you're saying, hold on, just to, just to, just to be clear. You're saying Joe Flacco replaced by Lamar Jackson and on the free agent trading block? Yeah. Ooh. I, I like it. I mean, I still, maybe I'm just being biased because it's Teddy. I still like Teddy more, but th- it gives you a different look. If you can protect Joe Flacco, he does have the arm. They do have a couple speedsters and Keelan Cole and Mar- Marquise Lee, I'm thinking, on the Jaguars. Um, and if they could add another one in the offseason, but... You add that arm to create space and stretch the defense for Fournette to run the ball in the box and vice versa. It's an interesting piece. I don't know how. How do you feel about him in Jacksonville? I, I don't. I don't like it uh, for just for just really one honest reason. I think you'd have to pay him too much, and you wouldn't be able to get receiver talent. Do you think you would have to pay him too much? Because 
Because you'd have to pay him more than you'd have to pay Tyrod Taylor or Teddy Bridgewater. Water. Significantly more. See, I question that only because he How? sees because he's at the end of his career. He sees that he just lost his spot to a rookie quarterback in Baltimore, and he's going to a better overall team, in my opinion, than he had with the Ravens. That I think you can get him for a better price because he's at the end of his career. He wants another chance to prove something, and he's playing for a better team that's going to compete. Let me ask you a question: If you are the Jacksonville Jaguars and you've got the fifth youngest team in the NFL, do you really want to bring in an aging Joe Flacco to lead your team to success? Or do you want to bring in Teddy Bridgewater? This is his fourth season, third season, coming into his fourth. Or Tyrod Taylor, I think he's around the same fourth season or so. Um, actually, Tyrod and Teddy are both older than you expect. But they're significantly younger. This isn't their fourth season? No. They're significantly younger than Joe Flacco. Okay, Joe Flacco is not the long-term solution. But you can't guarantee you're going to have that defense locked up or you're going to give Fournette a second contract yet after his rookie contract. So what you got to do is since you're kind of built to win now, okay, get Joe Flacco if, he, if you think he's your best bet. I still think it's Teddy, but if you think he's your best bet, if that's what you like, sign him to a two- or three-year contract, okay? And then this is what I would do. Start him at your quarterback. Try to win with that team, okay? There's no quarterback talent that, look, that really looks significant coming out in this year's draft. But there looks like major talent coming out two years from now. So sign Flacco if that's what you want. Improve your team. Compete these two years. Draft Tua or Fromm or whatever two off-seasons from now. Then have them watch Joe Flacco and then have them take over after that. If Now, I like Teddy, but if you like Flacco, and I think it's actually a pretty good idea, that's, that's a very good solid option because it works around the money that you own the other players and you know you're still building for the future did you see that face he hit you with he's he's gonna he's gonna get you a google right now yeah i know oh i'm gonna get you a google right now <laughs> and it Master. is that uh, it is that teddy bridgewater was drafted in 2014 making this his fourth nfl season actually you're wrong so 2014 2015 2016 2017 2018 next year would be his sixth year Oh, sorry, using his... Okay. Uh, so even oh, with Google, oh, you're wrong. Right. with Google... Wow, with... Google has failed you. Or you just failed yourself. Wow, listen. So technically, the season ends in 2015. And Tyrone so, Taylor's I mean, 29. See. So he's more than four seasons as well. But didn't he start in the beginning? So it would count as a full season. You're still... Listen, tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> he's, he's in the calendar year, four seasons, okay? Uh, I go off fiscal. I go off fiscal year, guys. Whatever. All right, let's go. I shot. I shot from the hip without Google. Whatever. I paid for it. I guess that's fine. Sorry. An extra year. Fifth year. Still wrong. Wrong. He's wrong. still. Listen. He's Wrong-o. still better. Wrong. He's still better. He. He's still. So are we. Better. Shicko. Uh, um. But okay. So that was a little bit of a news, and we kind of varied there a little bit when we got into the divisions as well. So what I want to touch on is some of the games that were here this. This past weekend, you know, I'm not trying to gloat, but I did pretty good in my picks. I don't know how to use, but well, there were some good games. I tied games. you. <laughs> you, you tied me. I feel like I tied you in the picks. Uh, I tied you in the picks. Right. I'm better, actually, just generally. Uh, I'm, I'm better. Um, <laughs> That's all I have. But no, there were some good Who games. Who won the first time? Me. Yeah, you That's had right. the most games right. <laughs> but actually, you only had six right this week, and we had ten each. Oh! So that means we're now even. After Ooh. two weeks, straight across the board. Um, That's, uh, what is it, 16, 16, 16? Yeah. Oh, I feel so good. Um, 
But I'm not. We're gonna each pick two or three games we really want to talk about. I'm just gonna go over some of the big blowouts. Not really get into them. But Chicago beat Detroit. Woo! Even without Trubisky, I picked them. Chase Daniel had a really good game. Dallas beat Washington. New Orleans whooped Atlanta. God, it was a crazy game. Cleveland whooped Cincy. Great game in Carolina and Seattle. You know what I mean? There were some really good games this weekend. That was a nail-biter, by the way. That was a nail-biter. Not, no, not to mention some others. There were some other teams that just lit up other teams, and there were some other close games. It was really good. Yo, what about Pittsburgh-Denver? Wow! Yeah, the Broncos the winning that game. All picked Pittsburgh and Denver won. Whatever. Yo, Denver did some fake-outs, though, at the end of that game. You see that stuff? Oh, my God. They had an opportunity to win it. They, were, they had an opportunity to win that game and blew it. Uh, Pittsburgh did. Man, that was terrible. Or at least tie it up come, and push into overtime. Well, Chargers Jesus. blew the brakes off of the Cardinals. So that I mean, was not even fair. That was always fun. That was not even fair. But, um, yeah, how about we each pick two, three games that we really liked personally and kind of go over whatever reason we really want to talk about them. All right, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> okay. And I'll just go in chronological order because this Oh, you have a chronological first. order. Oh, shit. Um, I'll talk about the Dallas game. All right. Of course. Oh, well, no. oh, just because it's chronological, guys. It's chronological. Well, not, not of course, but on. <laughs> we were talking about the whole Dallas trying to come back in the division mm-hmm. after I was counting them out three weeks ago. Um, and now all of a sudden they're f- fighting for first place in their division with a chance to make the playoffs or lead that charge. And they go into Washington. Alex Smith was hurt, obviously, so it's going to be downgraded. Kind of. I like Colt, but he's not Alex Smith. Um but Dallas just had a great all-around game. Cooper, eight catches, 180 yards, Listen, two I, I told you. I told you. They had to get him involved if they were going to win football games on the stretch. Zeke had 121 yards rushing and a touchdown and a couple catches for like 40-some yards, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, no, he did great. He um, did good. The, the defense, you know, they had three picks. Demarcus Lawrence had a pick and a sack that game. Secondary got two more picks. They had a fumble recovery. So the defense is it was they've been good all year, but they're finally getting the turnovers. They finally they had a huge game in the passing attack, huge game on the running attack. Listen, here here's the deal. I, I get what you're saying, okay? And they had three Off picks. Good Washington defense. Yeah, but listen, they had three picks and that's great and everything. But here's what scares the shit out of me. All right, if I'm a Dallas fan. Okay. Here's what scares the shit out of me. Because he would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, what scares the shit out of me is you went up against a rookie quarterback who threw three interceptions. Or not a rookie quarterback, sorry. Colt McCoy is obviously not a rookie quarterback. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Uh, a failed backup, lifetime backup quarterback, okay, who threw three picks against your defense, and you guys won by one possession. Yes. You've got to do better than no, that. No, I agree, I agree. But ten of those points were all in garbage time. Not not, not giving the slack there from the Cowboys, but the thing is, ten of those points came in garbage time. You should still button down and not allow that because it doesn't look good on the spreadsheet. But Dallas had control of that game. From the beginning to the end, they got let it get, let it go. They let it get close a little bit around halftime, either before or after. But then took off, didn't look back. It was over, and it's just I'm not saying I don't. I'm not picking them to beat the Saints this Thursday, okay? But I at least now give them at least a hope of a chance. So it wouldn't surprise me if somehow they did win. But listen, I was you, I liked Dallas all around in that game. I felt like I had to talk. About listen, it. A, a turnover in. You guys are up three points at the half. All, all I'm saying is this. Listen, all I'm saying is this. Um, um, I picked Dallas to win that. Or no, I didn't. I picked the Washington to win that game. Here's what I'm saying, okay? I This Dallas team is not beating anybody in the NFC playoffs. No one. Not a soul. 
If they get in the playoffs, trust, mark it down. Somebody write this down, okay? If the Dallas Cowboys get in the playoffs, they are not beating anyone they play. Not playing like this. There's no way. You can't go against a failed backup quarterback who throws three picks and win by only one possession, okay? I understand. Listen, and that, that being said, Dak had a good game. Zeke had a good game. But as always, play calling in the clutch, play calling on third down hurt you guys this week. And that's not a Dak issue. That's not a Zeke issue. That's not an Amari Cooper issue. Your defense is playing pretty good, all things considered. It's a scheme issue. Like what you guys are doing right now, the call, what Jason Garrett is doing right now, specifically to your offense, is not going to be able to beat semi-good to elite level teams when you come into the NFC playoff pitcher. Listen, there's no way I can make it better on this or else I would. But I would say outside of LA and New Orleans in the NFC playoffs, the way all other teams are playing right now, I feel like Dallas could, not would, but could be any other team in the NFC and be in a fight other than New Orleans and LA Rams. I respectfully disagree. That's fine, but I mean, you're used to being wrong. Do you look how many times this episode already? Get heated. <laughs> I'm just saying. Whatever. I, I hope they make it just for they lose first round. Oh, they're gonna make it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right, right. First game. What do you got? My first game. Lacey passed it off. She's getting a little frustrated. Yeah. So, uh, so, <laughs> so like you, I'll go. I'll go the fan route, right? And I'll take. Uh, I'll take Packers, Minnesota. Um, boy, a frustrating game. And if you want to talk about a team that's not making the playoffs, you can talk about the Green Bay Packers. Yep, I was saying uh, how I can't count them out, even though they weren't playing so hot last week. But well, can you can count them out. out. Yeah, <laughs> you can count them out. Done. You can count them out. Uh, I, I mean, listen, uh, what a so. First off, before I talk about the horrendous performance that Green Bay did, because it was just that horrendous. I, I do want to talk about that really loud noise in the studio right now. Listen, so I'm what eating I, cake. Leave me alone. So what I do want to talk about. Uh, is Kirk Cousins. I, Kirk Cousins played a phenomenal game. A much-needed game for him, by the way. He hasn't been living up to that contract, okay? But he comes in to, he, come, he came in last night. He went 29 for 38 for 342 yards and three touchdowns. Clearly outplaying Aaron Rodgers. Adam Thielen, 125 yards receiving, a touchdown. At, I mean, just tremendous stat line uh, for Minnesota offensively. Then you have Aaron Rodgers, who comes into that game, goes 17 of 28 for 108, 198 yards and one measly touchdown. Vikings won the game 24-17. Uh, listen, uh, my level of raw disappointment, I, I mean, just cannot be measured in this studio right now. But, but here's all I'm going to say, okay? Uh, obviously, offensively, the Green Bay Packers have to play better football, right? They're, now, right now, they're, they uh, their fate rests on that of others, right? They they need a lot of help to get into the playoff picture. They need to win out, which they're not going to do, uh, and they need a lot of help. And and here's the deal, right? Aaron Rodgers, number one, has to play better if they would even have a hope, okay? But they don't. It's not that he's um, playing bad; it's just he's not playing. Aaron Rodgers level. Right, but the thing is, this is where he has to be. Okay, that's what elite quarterbacks do. Elite quarterbacks pull a team together when they have nothing, nothing else around them and make it happen. Okay? But they even get down parts or down seasons. It's the fact that it's usually not that big of a deal because they have teams built around them. You know what I mean? And Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of help around him, but not like these other elite, for those who didn't see, I used air quotes, quarterbacks do. Tom Brady. We talk oh, about my God. Tom Brady. Now, who's the running back right now for the New England Patriots? Sony Michelle. 
Sonny Michelle. He's a rookie. Yeah, so is Aaron Jones. Uh, not this year. Oh, whatever. He, he plays like a rookie. Listen he, plays really, <laughs> listen, he plays really good football. He plays better than Sonny Michelle. I don't know about that. Look at the stats. I'm not, whoa, 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 I'm not taking anything away from the way he's playing. He's been playing very well. But if you're asking me, what's Aaron Jones? His second year? Yeah. All right. So Aaron Jones currently in his second year, the mm-hmm. level he's playing, or Sony Michelle in his rookie year in the level he's playing, who do I want going forward? I'm taking Michelle. That's fine. But but paper would suggest that Aaron Jones is the better running back. But that's fine. It's good to so, play paper football on the field. Right, right. So <laughs> at any rate, here's the deal. So, uh, so all I'm saying is this, okay? Obviously, Brady's got Gronk, right, if we're going to make this comparison again, right? Brady's oh, got Gronk, that's absolutely. great. Far better than Jimmy Graham, I'm with you. But but not significantly, heads up. But, okay, Aaron Rodgers is Devontae Adams. In my opinion, top four wide receiver in the NFC, okay? Better than anybody Tom Brady has to throw the ball to right now, without question. Okay, okay? yeah, absolutely. Randall Cobb went healthy, also better than anybody Tom Brady has to throw the ball to. He's not healthy right now, I get it. Josh okay? Gordon? Uh, yeah, for sure. Josh Gordon's flaky at best. He's flaky right now I was just right saying from best. a talent level. Oh, not. definitely not. No, not okay. for, Josh Gordon beats him out of talent level. He's just not living up to his talent, which is frustrating. But anyway, uh, all I'm saying is this. Rodgers has some pieces, and he's just not making it do with the pieces that he has. You can, listen, their defense is riddled with, all right, uh, David Bakhtiari, uh, you know, he went out last night with some injury, came back, went out. So, you know, he's on and off the field. I know they've got injuries. I know they've got people on IR they don't want an IR. I know their defense is riddled with injury. Riddled, okay? But 12 has got to play better. That's all I'm saying. They cannot only... Because remember, they only gave up 24 points. The Green Bay Packers cannot lose with the most elite quarterback in football when a team only puts up 24 points. You can't lose that game. It's just... And I don't mean this as in your team's changing, but you guys are at at a crossroads. If Aaron Rodgers was playing this way last year, you you would have even less wins. Okay, the rest of your your rest of your team, your rest of your defense has gotten better. Okay, it's improving, not at the rate that it should, but it's improving. But Aaron Rodgers not playing at the Aaron Rodgers level is trending down, so it's kind of balancing out. It's just like an ad team because he's not playing at his level. And the fact is, even though your team has overall gotten a little bit better than it was, it's still meh. So, so defensively, really, let's let's take a look at them. Defensively, we really haven't gotten any better. I mean, you look at our safeties last year. You had Morgan Burnett and HaHa Clinton Dix. HaHa's gone. Okay, HaHa's gone. Morgan Burnett gone. Morgan Burnett is now at the Steelers. HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh, HaHa Clinton Dix now at the Redskins. Okay, so now you have Josh Jones, second-year player, playing safety. Okay, you've got Josh uh, Jackson. Uh, Not Josh your Jackson at, at, corner, at corner, right? You've got Jari Alexander at corner. At corner two rookies. Okay. You've got Tremont Williams, a corner playing safety. I mean, our secondary is riddled. Now that being said, right, we've got a we've got a good. Throw, There's a lot of right? talent there. Uh, there is. Oh my God, exponential talent. In three years, some of these guys are going to be off the That's charts. Good. Give them time. But right now, I, I mean, it's it's a tough. But anyway, that was the game I wanted to recap. Great job, Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they played really really well. They've got to continue the streak if they want a chance uh, at getting into the playoffs, taking that wild card spot. Uh, but yeah, it was a good game. All right, this is the game I really want to talk on just because uh, it gets me irrationally upset. Whoa. The Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants game. Yeah, I, I picked the Eagles going into this game. I just feel like overall they have better talent. Drew's playing footsie me behind the table. Um, behind? You mean under? Whatever. Behind, okay. under, up is down. Um, but anyway, Eagles have better talent in my opinion. I picked them to win this game. They were down at the half. Saquon was going off. 
He had almost 100 yards rushing. He had a touchdown both rushing and receiving already at halftime. And Eagles were having a hard time stopping him. Eli Manning actually didn't look incompetent, okay? Their, their offense was looking good. Their defense was playing good. They go into half, come back out, and it just all goes away. Eli Manning looks back to not knowing what the fuck he is doing. They only, that they only give Saquon Barkley four total touches in the second half. Is this Dallas? Do you not know how to get the best player touches? Especially when not only can you run the ball, you can catch the ball, but you're confused on how to get him the ball? I mean, I understand Eli Manning's throwing the ball, so it's hard, okay? <laughs> but how do you go from him getting double-digit touches in the first half and him putting up that level of production and then you only giving him four touches in the second half when you're already up and you want to milk the game so the Eagles don't get more time with the ball to only giving him four touches, the Eagles taking over and winning that game just because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm very confused on this game. Barkley was a beast, even though he basically didn't play the second half. Eli blows, okay? We've been saying it already, but his time should be over. I don't know if it will be. Depends on how ridiculous this upper management in New York is, but it should be. Um... There's another team that could go and sign Teddy. Maybe go for Flacco. Odell's a stri- field stretcher. You know what I mean? There's no one worth drafting this year at quarterback. They could do it. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, actually, as a rival, I hope they do it and just fuck up their team. But there's no one worth doing it. So, But they got to figure something out. He should not be there next year unless they're trying to bomb just to get a quarterback the year after. But... It just infuriates me, even though they're a division rival, because of the fact you have this great player and you're wasting him. How long can Odell's talent save Eli's career? Oh, it's it's already too over. Odell has already said goodbye to Eli. He said earlier in the season that the fact of how bad of a level he's playing is affecting his game. He signed an extension, which surprised me. He was looking good in the offseason, acting more mature. I don't know if he actually is, but... Eli comes out, just continues to play like trash. Eli, you know, Odell beats around the bush about it. But, I mean, he already recognizes it. He's having he's having a down year, Odell Beckham, and it's because of Eli. He's had some good games, but overall he's having a down year because of Eli. And Saquon is the neutralizer in that offense, brings bounce to the force with that team. And just the fact that the way Eli's playing the way it is, if they don't move him, Eli's gonna, or OBJ's going to get disgruntled again and there's going to be more problems in New York if you don't move on from Eli. Uh, uh, agreed. Preach it. I, I wanted him to move on Preach two it. years ago, but whatever. Preach it. Sister. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like I said, as a division rival, I don't know why I'm so heated about it. It's because Saquon... In his first year, is already one of my favorite players, seeing the way he plays and what he does for the team, and they're just stupid with him. Uh, yeah. I, I, listen, I agree. I agree. On a side note, Philly's playing way down. They did pull out the win. I don't know if that... You would think that would help them. It ended their losing streak, but they really didn't play up to their level. I, I don't know how, how much it's how really going to help them. How does it help them? Leave, you know, beating a shitty Giants team by a possession. Like... That's, that's what I mean. From that perspective, good. it doesn't. I mean, you could be like, oh, they ended their losing streak. Yeah, that's great. They're still technically in the playoffs. But barely beating the Giants after they kind of helped you beat them 
I don't yeah, know how terrible. much that really helps you. Right, listen, I agree with you 100%. Uh, but moving on to the last team here that I got, at least the last game, uh, Cleveland-Cincinnati. So it, it, an interesting game for sure. But listen, you know, a, a game where obviously we talked about it, right? Baker went off, Lots right? Of he had, he had a there. tremendous game. Nick Chubb, tremendous game. Uh, you know, Hugh Jackson, first game as uh, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator, right? Uh, obviously, what's hilarious is he goes from one team to another who he knows the offense of, and they're not changing scheme in a week, and he still can't stop them. I mean, the interim coach Blows in Cleveland my mind. is a defensive coordinator, so the offense right. isn't changing like, that much. It's insane to me that he could not win that game. Like, if that does not go to show how bad he is, like, get out of town. Ridiculous. I mean, nice guy. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Nice I'd guy. Let him, I'd let him, like, you know, watch my kid or something, yeah. maybe. But, like, I would never let him coach my football team. You know what I mean? Ridiculous. Um, no, I, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of storylines in that, and I don't even want to hear the fact that well, Andy Dalton was hurt. Andy Dalton, they, the Bengals were already getting beat pretty bad oh by the Browns God, before right. Dalton got hurt. Yeah, Dalton so threw the pick to freaking Demaryius Randall. So, I mean, Cleveland looked good. That's the kind of Cleveland team I was expecting from around week five, week six to this point. They, they were getting better, but playing at this level came a little late. We'll see if they can sustain it. It'd be really interesting if they see if they can finish the season round eight and eight. That'd be really cool. Um, that's kind of where we projected them. But, you know, they're playing good. They blew out the Bengals. Bengals are done now for the playoffs. Hugh Jackson, I, I don't know. I feel bad. I don't, but I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Listen, moral of the story of that game is that Cincinnati's done and Cleveland is, is hot right now. And they've got to – now what Cleveland has to do, right, is they've got to take the momentum from this game They've got to figure out what they did right, which is a lot of things, luckily for them, right? And they've got to carry that momentum into the next game. Because Cincinnati's defense isn't really a joke, right? So they, they beat a really pretty good defense. The coach is just a joke, Hugh Jackson. Uh, so what happens, defensive course. So is Marvin Lewis. Oh, Marvin Lewis, total, total joke. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. But anyway, so, um, you know, they just need to carry that momentum. They need to find a way to encapsulate that and bring it in the next game. And, and listen, you know, we'll see what Cleveland does. But I think it'd be interesting. I mean, but like you talked on earlier, Nick Chubb had a good game. Great game. Joe Mixon had a good game. Tyler Boyd had a decent game. Baker had a great game. Yeah, tremendous. You know, so it, it was a good game in the fact of people played up to their level. The Browns looked good over a team that was competing in the playoffs. Dolan got hurt. All this off-field stuff with Hugh Jackson. So, I mean, it was a very interesting game. Agreed. Agreed. You talked about it earlier. When we were going through this earlier, right, we talked about these games. Um you talk about game balls. Yes. Okay, and, and yes. giving those out. Really quick, just shooting out. Since we're on this game, I'm going to just roll into the segment really quick. You want to start? And Yeah, because we're on this game, and, and somebody I have is in this game. So I, one of my game balls, I'm going to give away three game balls this week, okay? One of them's going to Baker Mayfield. You have to. Uh, I mean, just listen. Just looking at a set line, you have to. Yeah, he had four touchdowns, uh, 258 yards uh, passing. I mean, for Baker coming into this game, again, against a Cincinnati defense that isn't abysmal. Right, they're not great, but they've got some pass rush to them. Right, I mean they can get to the quarterback, and you know Baker coming to that game again. It just goes to show the Baker Mayfield that you need is the one that's playing with passion and playing with a chip on his shoulder, which he obviously was against Hugh Jackson coming into this game, and he made that very very known. So if he can continue to play with that passion, I mean the kid is just he's magical in what he can do. I mean he looked good in the pocket, he looked confident, he looked fluid. Uh, you know he looked great coming out of the huddle. He did some hurry up there. I mean it was just it was a really overall tremendous performance from Baker Mayfield. You might not like him, you might you might not, but he changed the culture there. And guess what? 
or talking about the Browns. You know what I mean? How crazy. So, I, I understand that. This might have been his best game all year. Oh, no doubt. Um, What was it? 19 for 26, 258 yards, oh, four touchdowns, yeah. no turnovers. Crazy. So, good pick. I had him on my list, but you already took him. So, I'm going to go with who, out of all of these, and it's saying something, I think had the best game out of the people I was considering. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Oh, yeah, he had a really good In game. a very close game against Seattle, they lost. But Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries for 125 yards, a touchdown. 11 catches for 112 yards, a touchdown. <sighs> and I think they said that he was the first Carolina Panther to ever go for over 100 yards rushing and receiving. So he had a really good game. He's the reason. He's the engine that kept it close. Um, and it's a shame that they didn't pull out the win for him. But he had a great game. So one of my game balls go to him. Listen, great pick. I love what Christian McCaffrey did this game. I always thought he was underutilized in that offense. They started utilizing him a little more. Obviously, saw his productivity, so that was fantastic. I loved it. All right, who uh, got next? <clears throat> one of my other, I'm going to save defense for last. I have a defensive player, but I'm going to save I for last. See, I want to pick a defender because I'm a defender, but I, no one obscenely stood out to me. I've got one. It's going to throw you off. It makes me sick a little bit, but I'm just going to throw you off a little bit. So. Uh, my second game ball goes to Phillip Rivers. So, oh, yeah, good one. All right, Phillip yeah. Rivers in this game made an NFL record. Philip Rivers completed his first 25 consecutive passes in that game against Arizona. Something that has only ever been done before actually once, which was, I believe, Ryan Tannehill in Miami competed 25 consecutive passes over the course of two games. So he bridged from one game into another. He beat out actually Mark Brunel, of all people, who completed like 22 or 23 straight one year. But uh, but listen, he ended his game 28 of 29 with three touchdowns. I have said it for the past year doing this podcast. Philip Rivers is the most underrated quarterback, the guy that never gets talked about. The Chargers are deep in the playoff. I mean... Listen, they're playing so well. They're almost a clinch for, sadly, a wild card spot, right? Um, But listen, they're a clinch for a wild card spot for sure. They're playing tremendous football. Uh, Honestly, Phillip Rivers is having the best year of his career, and nobody is talking about the guy. But Phillip Rivers definitely gets the game ball. 28 of 29 is just insanity. I mean, that's so crazy. And... uh, you know, three touchdowns to, to beat it out against, uh, you know, obviously against the, the the Cardinals. I mean, just what a tremendous game. Obviously making history, too. I got to give a game ball to Phil Brooks. No, there's a lot I have to say about that because, first off, there's not many positive things we could say about Tannehill, but he did have that good game, and all <laughs> right, I can say right. is gig him. Um, I don't like Phillip Rivers, but I respect his game, and I understand what he's doing because a couple months ago when we were doing the whole name three quarterbacks we think are first ballot Hall of Famers, someone who... Should get in, but wouldn't be first ballot. And then someone who might not get in, but we think deserves to be. I said Philip Rivers. Because he hasn't won anything. He doesn't have any records. But you know what? He puts up very good stats, and it goes under the radar. So when we did that, I remember picking him as someone who should get in. But we don't know if he ever actually will. Um, But that division, I picked them to win. They're a good team. We didn't know what we were getting with Kansas City. Kansas City is going to win that division, barring injury. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's almost a lock for them to— I mean, listen, they're two, they're two games away. They play each other yeah. one more time. I mean, they're literally a it's game away I don't that see San Diego wins their— Well, LA, LA Chargers now. LA is the cool thing. Uh, LA Chargers win that game. I mean, and just or win that out, division. Derwin James, 
might be defensive rookie of the year. He's playing great. He's playing really good. You yeah. gotta love it. All right, but no, that's a, that's a good pick. Um, my next one, top five player in the league, a favorites for me. Here we go. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, here love we go. me Juju. some Juju. Pinky out, sip it on some Juju. You know what I mean? Oh, 13 catches, 189 yards, a touchdown. One of them was a 97-yard catch mm-hmm. taken to the house. So, I mean, Juju, again, I, another one that I absolutely loved, and they lost. They lost. But not because of him. Great game. And I know I'll say it in future weeks, but second game ball, Juju Smith-Schuster. Good deal. Good deal. Listen, I can't argue with that. Juju had a tremendous game. Not enough, but uh, but certainly a good game. Uh, a defensive player who had enough, who semi-sickens me to say this gentleman's name, uh, and was the turning point to win that game, was Kyle Fuller, corner in Chicago. Uh, Stonehands, right, was my nickname for him, right, because he could never, ever, ever, okay, bring that ball in and, and pull it out. Well, listen, he did against Detroit. So, uh, you know, Kyle Fuller had eight tackles, I think. He had an interception. Uh, you know, that, that turnover there in Chicago really, really went out that game for uh, Chase Daniels, I think is their backup, uh, you know, who came in for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and, and, man, listen, you know, Chicago really needed that win, right? They're ahead, they're leading the division, but what a question mark coming into that game with Mitch Trubisky out, right? They have a tremendous defense playing against a Detroit team that has something to prove, right? They showed that last week a little bit. Uh, obviously, they don't have the star talent they need. Speaking of Detroit, you know, you got Marvin Jones, who's on IR now for Detroit, so they've just gotten dramatically worse. Um, and, uh, you know, Detroit really had an opportunity there to win that game, but, you know, Kyle Fuller with that interception – uh, you know, really helped secure that game for Chicago. Uh, made a tremendous play, and uh, obviously Chicago came on top with the uh, big W. That's a good one. No, I like that one. Uh, my final one. This guy actually did at least win the game. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Uh, he was yeah, doing good. good things for Dallas, at least drawing defenses, so they couldn't focus on Zeke. But he finally went off against this defense. Eight catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, one of them being a 90-yard touchdown. So we'll see if he can keep it up the rest of his season. But great stat line. Um, and I just I, I just want to get his name out there. There's other players that deserve these game balls. We know that, okay? But those those were my three. And I liked your three. I'm glad you got a defender in there. Yeah, I mean, listen, again, you know, I, I think you had to. I, there was just so many great offensive performances. I almost had to dig to find a really good... I had to really, I had to get a really, really like dive in deep to find a really good defensive player that stood out to me. But you know, the more I thought about it, and as much as it, I hated it, as much as I hated it, my soul to talk about Kyle Fuller, um, you know, a guy that I really had to mention to win that game for Chicago and put them way ahead of that division. Can I, uh, can I give out a game ball? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Joey Bosa. Oh, Ooh. I like that. Do you know? That he, Joey Bosa. Yeah, this is only a... You know, so now we're back We're back to my guy. We're back to my team, right? We're back to the Chargers. Um, who, who were they from? L.A. <laughs> the L.A. Chargers. Uh, yeah, Joey Bosa. Listen, you know, uh, again, you know... Back with the smolter. Back with so the, dry, though. Back like, with dry smolter. <laughs> back with a dry smolter. Okay, stop, please. Anyway... <laughs> 
coming to you live. No, okay. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Joey Bosa. Uh, interesting you say that. You know, listen, when we were talking, when we were talking. Uh, uh, what we were doing? We were talking linebackers when we were going through the all-time lists. Oh, not yeah, the all-time yeah, yeah. list, but the this coming season yeah. list, right? Of everybody. Listen, Joey Bosa was like second on my list, pass or rushers, third yeah. on my list, right? Uh, yeah, pass rushers. We were talking pass rushers. Joey Bosa was like a third on my list, and uh, you know, obviously injury and you know whatnot. But listen, back with vengeance. I, I like the fact that she brought that up. It was my mistake. I said I don't know if I still would have picked him, but I said how no defender really stood out. But Joey Bosa, he's been hurt. He had a great season last year. He comes back finally last week. Does all, all right, but you know he was hurt. Second game back, he had two sacks. You know what I mean? So even though it wasn't otherworldlish, I like that choice in Joey Bosa, Rachel, because it's only second game back after being hurt. Has two sacks. You know what I mean? And it's only gonna. I feel like that's only gonna continue the rest of the season. It's a name to keep out for because he might still put up good numbers for only playing seven eight games. You know, what's, what also is interesting, Rachel, about you talking about Joey Bosa is, uh, I don't know if you were aware or not, uh, but Joey Bosa came out of the Ohio State University, who also destroyed Michigan okay, on Saturday. Okay, all right, all right. Completely obliterated them she, like they didn't even exist. You know who the coach of Ohio State is? I think it's urban legend Meyer, and uh, you know, I think he really, really, he ate some Wolverine. Okay. He ate some Wolverine okay, for dinner. I right. like that nickname. I don't know if you heard that somewhere else. Came <laughs> off, but I like that was legendary. Keep that up. Kind of a douchebag, but great name. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, he's probably the third most accomplished coach in college football. But I'm sure Rachel is pretty much, I thought this was an NFL podcast, which is why I'm helping, not a college podcast. Well, hey, listen, yeah, I had to throw it out there. Like, you said Joey alone. Bosa. I had to throw it out I there. guess it's only fair because I started off with the best school as it was. So, I mean, I guess oh, you could God. throw some more college in there. I guess it's all right. Um, but not the Wolverines. So. <laughs> Anything else, but. Oh, they're shit. So it's fine. So are you. Anyway. There's a lot, of, a lot of hostility in tonight's episode. I like it. You know, you know, you know who's. Wow. wow. You know who's the Baker Mayfield? You know who's comparable to Baker Mayfield? Who's that? Who's that? Tell me. Rachel on the show because she just disrespects people on it. Oh, that's true. Awesome. She is very disrespectful. Right. I agree with you. So she is now the Baker Mayfield of this episode. Because you do it to me too, and you're the because mean. you say it. It makes me sad. Disrespect. Um. Okay, you're the only one that does it. Lacey doesn't do anything. So you do it to yourself, there, buddy. Listen. Pal, how about you calm down? Okay. Okay. I want, I want Dustin guys, back. Please, the intern who lasted two and a half episodes and then quit because he was gonna get some. Like that's true. That's true. He did do that. I much prefer Rachel, but I prefer Rachel too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that that's a good one. Uh, a couple things, just like little topics I kind of want to talk about because of the fact that we're towards the end of the episode. But there's some stuff I feel like I want to talk about. I have a question for you. For as bad as Jacksonville is playing, mm-hmm. even though they're talent, and I had him rated as my number one corner, but he's having a down year, and the team's not living up to the expectations, can you answer me why Jalen Ramsey is still shit-talking? The fact that they lost to the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen at QB, who he ran over and talked shit about in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And then he's in the game that they lost to the Bills this past weekend, pointing at the sideline saying, you're trash, you're trash, you're trash. <laughs> that Drew, was awesome, Drew can answer this one. He's, he's pretty good at that. Um, that awesome. But, I mean, it's awesome if he could 
if he's playing up to that level, but he's not playing up to the level, and his team surely isn't. And so, what what are you trying to say? Because you're not doing anything on the field. You just got beat by a quarterback. You were shit talking a team that's less talented than you. Why are you still running your mouth? You know, I I think for Jalen's thing right now, right? I mean, he he's in too deep to come back, right? I mean. He's in way too deep to come back at this point. So, you know, he's got to keep it up. But listen, did you see post-game? Who was the first person to come up and congratulate Josh Allen on a great performance? It was Jalen Ramsey. Was it JR? The first person to come up and congratulate uh, Josh Allen. So, Are you sure he just didn't walk up, shake his hand, and said, you're trash? And then just, like, <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty confident. So it's nice that he's got both sides of the ball. right? That's it's, true. It's nice that he's respectful enough to be like, hey, man, you know, you beat us out. Great job. Um and that was awesome, right? Uh, I don't know what happened defensively this past game. But here's what I'm going to tell you. When you have your running back that goes out of the game, right, gets ejected from the game, then gets suspended for a game. You have an offense that's really, truly just playing like complete garbage. As a defense, you've got to be a little bit demotivated. And, you know, listen, you've got, in my opinion, the number one and probably number three best corner in the game. By the way, my number one is A.J. Boye, not Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, in the game of football, on the same team, playing for the same defense, you're really not expected to give up more than, like, 18 points a game. I mean, let's be real, seriously. Against a team with a, I mean, come on, Shady McCoy, I mean, he's okay, but he's not having the best year ever. Uh, but, you know, if you're Jalen Ramsey... I think you have to keep talking shit because you've made a career on talking shit, and it just is what it is. But, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I understand. It's like, well, I already came this far. I might as well keep going. But it just, I always had a thing. Cockiness and, you know, confidence is a thin line. Confidence is when you can fucking back it up. Cockiness is when you talk shit, whether you back it up or not. And the thing is, he went from a quiet confidence, a loud confidence, because he can back it up, to just being a shit talker because nothing else is getting accomplished and he feels like he could just run his mouth. I love him. I want to see him return. But the thing is, for right now, I think he just needs to be quiet. Especially with, even though I don't believe him, the trade rumors that came out a couple of weeks ago that there's dysfunction in that locker room and that they might look to move him. I doubt that'll happen. But if that is, you know smoke where there's smoke there's fire and he's acting that way just be quiet until you turn things around in my opinion <clears throat> yeah yeah i, I could see that i love it jalen keep going now second thing i want to talk about was dalvin cook dalvin cook i was really big on him coming in this year rookie year last year looked promising got hurt was expecting a big year back but between more injury this year and then when he has been there pretty much for the most part, just not not helping that team at all, I want to know what's going on. And I don't have an answer because they, they get him touches. He's just not producing. And I don't know if it's the injury or what, but he produced last year before he got hurt. Now he's not doing anything. Can I don't know if you can answer it, but I, I want your opinion on it. Yeah, listen, here's the deal, right? I mean, Dalvin Cook, this past game, I mean, he didn't do a whole hell of a lot. No, right? No, but when he was in the game, but, and a pretty, uh, pretty cool touchdown celebration. You know, listen, he he had I don't know whatever it was like thirty yards on the ground or something. Uh, you know, another forty-five or fifty in the air, and the touchdown was a passing or receiving touchdown. Here's the thing, though, 
when they were backed up on the goal line, McCarthy started using some timeouts to get the ball back. You know they went to? Dalvin Cook. You know who got him in the situation? Dalvin Cook. When they were backed up and they were, when they were deep in Packers territory and they were trying to make some moves and try and get another score on the board to really make the game matter, who was there? Dalvin Cook. I mean, he came up in the most clutch times humanly possible in this past week's game. I don't know if he can keep that up. I'll tell you this. It's not the Dalvin Cook we saw last year, no. in the beginning of last year, right? Obviously. I want that Dalvin Cook. Yeah, who doesn't? I think Minnesota wants that Dalvin Cook, right? That's now they're, they're having to lean so. on Latavius Murray, who, again, is a phenomenal He did solid. He did very He's he did good, good last year and this um, year when Cook wasn't there. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I think Dalvin Cook's a good running back. I think you get uh, you get what you get. I think he's looking for more opportunity right now uh, because, obviously, he hasn't had a great year coming back. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he did good this week. If he can keep it up, great. If not, you know, Minnesota's going to be in trouble. If, if I don't want to say be in trouble if Kirk doesn't have to throw the ball 30-plus times a game. But I, I don't know that they can go deep into the playoffs if they're requiring Kirk Cousins to throw the ball 35 times a game. Great quarterback. Great quarterback. Two phenomenal receivers in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Uh, and a great tight end in Kyle Rudolph. But I just, I just don't know. All right. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just disappointed in him. But I, I have one more thing for the show, but I want to save it for last. So before I get to it, I want to know, is there anything you guys want to talk about before I end up the show with this question? No. Nope. Okay. I feel like they're both tired. Anyway, <laughs> so we had a fan question. And I guess it's kind of opinionated. Because I explained it, and I'll try again on this episode, but I also want your take. I had a fan and supporter of the show. Her name's Tara. Won't give out the last name. Hi, Tara. Um, Hey. She wanted to know, why do people say, quote-unquote, we, when referring and talking about their team? Because we don't play for the team. (laughs) Oh, God. We don't get a paycheck for the team, so why do we use the term we? Uh, Repeat the question. Okay. So, you know how I could be like, you know, we did really good against Washington, you know, we did this right, we have to work on this, da 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 Of course, I'm talking about my Cowboys, you know what I mean? Got it, right, right. <laughs> so, she wants to know why any fan refuses the term we when they don't play for the team, when they don't walk away with the paycheck like the players do, so why are we saying we because we, quote unquote, didn't do anything? Okay, I just want to say, like seriously, you guys treat your teams like your babies like uh, they are like your ch- like your your own children yeah it, it's a it's family huh it's so funny and like i understand where she's coming from but... i can only speak for me but it's one of the few things i can rely on when everything else is letting me down and my team whether good or bad has always been there when i needed it and that's why i focus on them so much you know follow them so much and have gotten into this something that i've loved so much so, I mean, it's a very small part, but that's part of the reason I say we, because I've been with them for 25 years. I follow them good and bad. I take shit from other Mainly teams bad. because them and I still stay. And then the hot, some of the highs I've, ex- I've experienced, you know, equals that out. So, it's, a, it's not the whole answer, but that's part of the answer, and I will continue to say we. But, go ahead. Yeah, I... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's kind of touchy, right? I mean, I don't, you know, I, I think as, as I feel like that question, and you said her name, her name was Tara. Tara. Hey, Tara. Well, you know, we love you. Um, she supports 
the Steelers and Eagles just because they're Pennsylvania teams. And and that's fair. That's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. And that shows lack of investment, but that's fine. <laughs> so so Tara, listen, I, I think that don't be rude. I, like, I think geez. that uh, that's my job. Yeah. So I, I think Tara, listen here. Here's the deal. Really cutting it cutting it raw to you, right? The fact of the matter is this: if you're an invested fan in any team, right, you want to feel association, right? You want to feel some type of camaraderie. You want to feel some type of you want to feel like you're invested you want to feel like that that you're part of it win or lose you know why tara here's why because you buy their memorabilia because you rep it every single day there's a game day because you go out of your way and modify your schedule to sit down and watch your team play football for probably two hours or sit in front of a television watching a football game give or take right it's because when when they when you get it when your team scores a touchdown you celebrate with them when your team has a big loss, you know, you're down with them, okay? It's because you post about it on social media. It's because you talk to your friends about it when you go to the bar and you watch your games, right? It's because you create a podcast around something you're passionate about. And I think that, that that's why I use the term we and use that association is because, you know, listen, NFL is more than just football, right? It's a community. And, uh, you know, I think it's always been a community first. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now, that's why I love the NFL. That's why I love my team. And that's why I'll use we is because, again, you know, I feel a vested commitment uh, not only to my team but to the sport. You know, I can't say this a lot, but that was a very eloquent speech you left there. And that's not typically you, but that was well put. And I have to say props to that. Um, but that's kind of what I told her. I, I, I went with both sides. I said, you know, one, yeah, we might not play. We might not get a paycheck. But I'm like, you know how the players get the paycheck? Because we're there and as, as a group of fans. And if it wasn't for the fans... There'd be no games. They wouldn't get a paycheck. You know what I mean? So on that side, it works. I can say we if I want. But also, like you said, and how I kind of touched on a little bit, you know, for whatever reason, we latch on to the sport. We latch on to a team, typically. And they get us through a lot. Good, bad. We give up time. And what I tried explaining was it's a bond. You know what I mean? Just like any other relationship with a person or an item or a pet or whatever. Through experiences, you create a bond. And that bond, okay, is what keeps you close. And it's why I'm allowed to say we. Like, if the three of us here have a bond of the fact that we do this show, we get along with friends outside the show, whatever. We have experiences together. So we have a bond. I can say we. You know what I mean? And it's the same way with that. So a lot goes into it, but the best summarized way of saying it is kind of how me and Drew put it. But, you know, it'll always be we. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll always say it. I like, like, I like how you guys use we because it just shows that how dedicated you are to your teams and how dedicated you are to football and this podcast. And you do treat, like, your teams like your babies. And I think that's really important. You're so passionate about it. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad you see it that way. I'm, I'm glad that you're so dedicated and passionate about the show. Aww. It's because I'm, I'm dedicated to you guys. Aww. Aww, so cute. I love her. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, Let's start a fucking soap opera, guys. What do you say? Wow. Oh, my what God. Tone. Okay. Only if I can kill you off. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Baker strikes again. Oh. All right. Well, that was the fan question. We're going to try to do at least one fan question a week. As long as we're not stupid. But if we could get more, we would love that. So, guys, please keep putting in your fan questions. Um, but I think that's it for tonight's show. You guys got anything? Yeah, peace out, Boy Scout.
Is that like your Johnny Bravo voice? No, dude. My Johnny Bravo voice is third. No. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good night, guys. Remember, there's always room on the couch for you. Come back. Or don't.